Hey lovely ladies, it's Jen. I'm a mental wellness weight loss coach and I help women who are struggling with emotional eating. It can be a roller coaster ride of cravings and comfort and just drive you absolutely bonkers. So I break down how you break free from emotional eating, binge eating, chronic dieting, and kind of take a new approach, an untraditional approach to the way we look at eating, the way we look at weight loss, and the way that we look at living. So enjoy. Oh, and just so you know what you're getting yourself into, this podcast is going to be a little bit more behind the scenes, kind of a more intimate view of how I really feel about dieting, weight loss, and just overall health, wellness, and happiness. So there's going to be a lot of different topics discussed, not just dieting tactics and do this, not that, um, because I really don't think that gets you where you want to go. So stick around. It's going to be fun. This podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be used as medical treatment or medical diagnosis. Okay, so today I'm here with uh, Jen from Java or Jenna Lee, and this is the second time I'm actually interviewing her. Yesterday we got to speak, and I'm so glad that she was able to come back again and speak with me because what she said yesterday... um, is worth repeating and worth listening to, and I want you to hear it. So uh, listen through this podcast if you're someone that's looking for a different way to, um, you know, come over, overcome your struggles with emotional eating, with chronic dieting. Diet culture doesn't speak to this uh, point of view, and we want. I want to give you something you haven't heard before that could be something that could help you in your healing and in overcoming these battles that you're dealing with. So thank you for coming again today. And today I made sure I pressed record because that was the issue yesterday. We did the whole thing. It was amazing. At the end, I was like, we did so good. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't push record and I started to sweat. So today we're going to have, we're doing it again. And I really appreciate Uh, Jen, that you came back because this is something that I want women to have access to and to hear. Um, And I think you're just the woman to to speak to it. So first, how about about you tell us a little bit about yourself? She is also, she she is a pastor. She has a Christian perspective. Um, She has her own podcast, Java with Jen. So if any of this lights you up in any way, definitely go subscribe to her podcast and listen to her. But from, I'm going to let her speak now. Thanks so much. I'm excited. I'm glad we were able to make this happen again today because you're right. Yesterday's uh, episode was gangbusters. I'm just like, I've been praying. I'm like, oh, please, Lord, let today be just as good as yesterday. So I'm sure it'll be even better. But um, yeah, I'm a pastor and my husband and I have been in ministry as pastors for 18 years together. And then I was in ministry pretty much my whole life before that. I grew up a missionary kid and then I was involved in ministry in high school and college as well. And um, but yeah, so I have a podcast called Java with Jen, hearing God's voice for everyday life. I teach people how to pull the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the voice of God into daily life, even things like losing weight, overcoming emotional eating, um, parenting your kids, uh, choosing a job, all the different things, because God and the Holy Spirit desire to be a guiding voice in our life. And a lot of times people just don't know how to do that, how to incorporate that. And so that's what my show is about over there. So it's just an honor to be here. I love that yours tackles topics like emotional eating and helping women overcome that. Cause I know a lot of people deal with that. So thanks so yeah. much for having me. 
Of course. Yeah. I, I think that one of the misconceptions is that we think that we have a food problem. We think we have a willpower problem. We think there's something wrong with us. We think that if I could just eat less or exercise more, I could solve my issue when it's so much deeper than that. It is about relationships, it's about how you treat yourself, how you think about yourself and having a different tool in your toolbox, like leaning on faith mm -hmm. to use as a coping mechanism is why you're here today. So I want you to speak yeah. to like, how can women use faith in their lives versus going to that, you know, cabinet for the, you know, the 10th time that day and then feeling really guilty afterwards or going into the kitchen thinking that that's going to solve your problem, trying to numb out instead having something to go reach for that brings peace. Yeah, absolutely. So the beautiful thing about faith and, and believing in um, something bigger than yourself, which for me, of course, is God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, um, believing that God is a very alive, active, present influence in my life and that he loves me and cares about me and has good plans for me. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that his plans for me are for good and not for harm to give me a hope and a future. And if, if that's his plan, then that means that my health, which is a part of if I have a hope in a future, you know, if I have bad health, I'm shortcutting my lifespan. And so that means even things like my health, God cares about. And so by having really the, the support of, um, something bigger than yourself, I mean, we, as humans, we have limitations and there's no way to get around that. That's just part of the human experience. And so that's part of the beauty of why we need God in our life is that he promises to, to strengthen us when we're weak and to give us hope when we're discouraged and to give us joy when we're sad. And he promises to meet us in our broken spaces and help heal us. That's the whole point of the gospel of Jesus and why he came. Cause we're in a broken world and the only hope is someone who can save us from our brokenness. And that's what Jesus does. And so on a, on a more, um, uh, focused or acute, uh, perspective, then we can take that bigger gospel message and apply it to things, little areas in our life, whether we have an anger issue or we have, um, a depression issue or an eating issue or whatever it is, we bring the truth and the empowerment of the word of God into those areas and the help of the Holy Spirit to begin to learn how to do things differently. A lot of people, I'm sure their food issues or, um, or weight issues or whatever may be genetic, may be um, something that goes back to their family, up their family line. And it may not even be their fault that they deal with that. It could be written, written into their DNA in their epigenetics. But the beautiful thing, which um, we talked about this last time, the beautiful thing about your epigenetic code, which is basically that your parents' experiences and um, experiences beyond that, that they go down into your DNA. In fact, the episode I did yesterday, the interview yesterday after you, he shared this and I thought it was so perfect. So I'll share it right here. They had done an experiment with mice where they, mice, I guess, love lavender. And so they took these mice that just love lavender and they put them in this cage. And every time this one particular mouse would go to the lavender, they would shock it so that over a few times, eventually it learned not to go to the lavender. Well, then they tracked the babies that came from this mice. And for seven generations of mice, those mice would not go to the lavender, even though their natural instinct would drive them to it. And so the, the emotional experience of that first mouse, even though the, the ones that came after it were never shocked, 
the emotional experience of that first mouse impacted the ones that came after it for seven generations. And while, yes, we're talking about mice, it's actually a demonstration of how epigenetics works. Mm -hmm. When your parents go through a trauma or someone experiences something hard, you can inherit that written into your genetic code. Well, the beautiful thing is even scientists have discovered that one of the only things that they have found will, will rewrite your genetics is the word of God. And the reason why I believe the word of God is effective in that way is because in Hebrews, it says that Hebrews 4.12, it says the word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword, dividing between soul and spirit, which is the soul is our emotional person. And then the spirit is, is the, the true uh, essence of our life that is aligned with God's spirit. And so it's aligned with truth. And so the word of God can come in and divide between the way we think that may be broken and our experiences or inherited problems and what is the truth. And so the word of God becomes a rescue point, even if your, your uh, persuasion towards emotional eating, even if it wasn't your fault to begin with, the word of God can still be a rescue point for changing those patterns. So it's beautiful. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> it is beautiful and it is wild. And it's, it is a testament to the power of your thoughts and the power of your words and what you're thinking and your perspective. And then knowing, having the awareness that some of what you're dealing with you're right. It didn't come from you. I talk to women, you know, regularly, you have to rewrite that story and mm. whose is it and where did it come from? Because often yeah. it isn't yours. It was modeled. It was taught. It was, you know, innately uh, as a child, you just it imprints you and it mm -hmm. does create what you're living now, but your circumstances are just the beginning of your story. You can change it. Whatever you're living now, you can change. Yeah. So you spoke yesterday to, I asked about how you can move into using faith on a more tangible way because it can feel very overwhelming and feel a little bit if you've never been someone that went to church or didn't don't, don't speak to God on the regular like it could feel very distant to you how would you bring that closer to you what's something that you can do or what's something that you can uh, start with to feel comfortable moving in that direction yeah absolutely so I think one way that I love that faith becomes very tangible is by bringing the truth into our practical experience. And so I gave this example yesterday, which I'll share it again, is I learned, I learned as a child, I, I feel like my, my mom did a wonderful job teaching us about empathy and, um, how to get into a space of understanding people and understanding ourselves. And she would often say, Hey, your behavior is not okay. And the things you're saying are not a reflection of who you are. You need to go spend some time yourself and figure out where this is coming from. And so she kind of programmed us to think deeper and think, hmm, what is the root of this? Where is this coming from? And so that kind of set the stage for me to learn this principle that I learned as an adult, which was when I experience negative emotions, or maybe those things that would drive me to emotional eating, for example, that it's my responsibility to take the time to step back and get self-aware. And so then in self-awareness, I step back and I ask myself, where is this coming from? And the principle I was taught was a couple that worked with my husband and I on our marriage and dealing with some stuff there. Um, they taught us that this concept that when a button is pushed in your soul and you have an extreme reaction or you experience an outburst of anger or you get triggered, if you will, um, that the reason that button is being pushed is that because underneath that button is a lie that you're believing that is aggra being aggravated in that moment. And so uh, what happened for me was we had been in like a little group thread 
And there was the four of us. And I reached out. It had been a long time since we'd all connected. And so I reached out. I was like, hey, when do you guys think we should reconnect? Blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently the gentleman, the other husband reached out to my husband privately about my message and was like, hey, maybe it would be good for you to initiate something. And so my husband responds and he starts to initiate, hey, we should get together. But nobody actually acknowledged my message. It almost was as though my message never happened. And Stephen was starting the conversation. And so they responded to him. And I actually went to my bathroom and cried over this. And I, I remember the logic and the emotion side of me were like warring. And the logic side of me was like, Janelle, you are way overreacting to this situation. Like, where is this coming from? Because I wanted to go and be like, rah, 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 and like, just gripe them all out. But I realized I'm having a reaction. It doesn't actually fit the situation quite logistically, you know? So where is this coming from? So I stepped back and I said, Janelle, what lie are you believing that's making you feel threatened by this situation? And I realized, like, I just sat and let my heart talk to me for a moment. And I realized the lie I was believing was that my voice doesn't matter, that um, what I bring to the table is insignificant, that nobody notices me and I'm invisible. And those lies had been grown in my soul because of years and years and years throughout my marriage and ministry of feeling invisible, not having opportunities to use my gifts due to some dysfunction in my marriage, also feeling voiceless and, and insignificant part of why we were seeing this couple. And so, but I realized those lies had been aggravated. So when I recognized those lies, I just asked the Holy spirit. I said, Holy spirit, what is the truth? Like, what do you actually say about me? What's actually the truth? And the Holy spirit is just so sweet. He was just like, generally your voice always matters. Your, what you bring to the earth is crucial and indispensable. We need what you bring into the earth. Your voice matters. He was just trying to help your husband lead and initiate in your relationship. He was actually doing something good. And I was like, Oh, Okay. And so that brought peace. It, it alleviated the pain that those lies had, had aggravated and it replaced them with peace. And so then I didn't need to go gripe anybody out. I was happy now, you know? And so I was able, not only was I happier, but I was empowered to recognize, Hey, that's actually not true. Uh, my voice does matter. And so that's kind of an example. Hey, so I'm going to interrupt myself to tell you a few things that you need to know. Well, first off, I'm so glad you're here. I love that you're here. I appreciate that you're here. And I want you to know that there is a voice recording button in these episodes that you can actually use to ask me questions that you want to know. So anything you're struggling with, anything that uh, you're having issues with, things that you would like more insight on, so emotional eating, binge eating, chronic dieting, and then beyond. So anything I've touched on in any of these podcasts, you you know, is fair game. And don't worry, I won't share your question or your voice unless you you can just let me know in the question if you want to be shared. So don't worry about that. But don't forget to get your freebie in the show notes. And of course, if you want to work with me, um, apply in the show notes as well. And there is a DIY option that's amazing for women that are like ready to go and ready to go now. Uh, and then the next thing is I want to ask you if you are enjoying these episodes and you have found them helpful to leave a five-star review or like by clicking the star or even leaving a review so that this information gets out for more women to hear and more women to um, get some support. Anyway, back to the show. Love you. Bye. How you can take the time to get self-aware and then recognize the lie and then go to either the Holy Spirit or the word of God or God, whatever, and just be like, what is the truth? Because the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. 
Nobody comes to the father except through him. And so Jesus is the pathway to ultimate truth. He is the source of ultimate truth. And so if I want to know the ultimate truth about who I am, I need to go to my creator and say, you know me better than anybody. What is the truth about who I am? And so that would be one practical way that I would pull that into it. And then and then going to the word of God, people can do it in a very simple way. Let's say you discover the lie is the belief that um, like maybe the lie has something to do with fear and or being afraid that uh, that you'll never be thin or never be beautiful or whatever. So you can go to the word of God and you can do a Google search even be like, what are scriptures about fear? What are scriptures about beauty? And and just do some digging and then you can find some scriptures that speak to that pain point and that lie. And then you can grab a hold of that truth and then just use that exercise of uprooting the lie by saying, mm, I'm not going to participate with this any longer. Instead, I'm going to believe this. And, uh, and when you do that, journaling is actually a really important part of that process because it's one of the only things that allows your mind to look objectively at your thoughts and, and kind of disassociate from them and then choose what you're going to remove and what you're going to pick up. Dr. Caroline Leaf is a big proponent of the power of journaling um, because of how it helps your brain do that. So anyways, those are some practical ways that I recommend pulling faith into the process. Well, I agree. I agree with the practical ways and teach some of those things as well. It is important to find evidence that supports where you want to go versus where you are. And women do often just blame themselves. Like what's wrong with me? Why? And yeah. you know, you, you can latch onto that or do what Jenna Lee is able to do is taking that moment and being able to assess the situation and take a step back and work through it. And I think using a power higher than yourself allows you to kind of feel more supported in the situation mm-hmm. and have that, um, yeah. that just, I think it's about the feeling of support and you're not alone. You know, I think that's like a big piece to it. And emotional eaters tend to have low self-esteem. They tend to second guess themselves. They feel like they've lost trust. Many times with chronic dieting, you know, they're doing it over and over again and failing. So Mm -hmm. the narrative in the head is I've done this before. It's not going to work for me. I can't do this. And changing that Mm -hmm. narrative is so important. But what would you say for the relationship piece or building boundaries or creating trust, like that is something that needs to be cultivated over time using faith or using uh, principles in the Bible. Is there anything that you could speak to on that? Boundaries as far as with, uh, with God, I mean, the relationship with God or with people. Um, I mean, it does come down to the relationship within ourselves and how we are able to communicate with ourselves, with grace, with compassion, with loving words. But at the same time, um, setting up and following through to, to build trust within yourself. So creating boundaries and being able to build that trust and start to build that confidence and start to, you know, turn the needle to then create, uh, the feeling of confidence. And then the actions kind of come into play afterwards. And then once you change the actives and get the ball rolling, you're able to move towards your results in a very positive way. And I enjoy the journey piece as well, not just trying to get to the end destination, but feeling really good within yourself along the way. Not just so building success back into the, into the pattern. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I actually have two thoughts with that. I had listened to a podcast where, which I feel like this is so huge because you know how sometimes if you've, especially the deeper embedded that a lie is built into our identity or our personality, it can be a real far reach to, let's say I go from, I think I'm the ugliest woman on the earth and I will never be attractive to anybody and all this really like Mm -hmm. far-fetched hateful stuff. Right. 
and which I'm women trying, have, if you're having women, these thoughts, people yeah. have, this is, it, it's, I don't want to say it's normal, but it's normal. Yeah. Which is yeah, very yeah. Sad. It's, yeah. It's common. Yes. It's common. And so let's say I'm trying to go from there to, I love myself. I love my curves. I'm amazing. I'm gorgeous. I'm sexy. Like my husband is, you know, blessed to have me kind of thing. Let's say I want to go from one extreme to the other, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it can be really hard. And even sometimes when I pull scriptures in that the scripture is such a beautiful whole truth that it's hard for my heart to believe it. It's hard for my heart to to find the bridge to get to that place of believing that truth. And so one exercise that I feel like was super practical and helpful is, is that you can go from, let's say, let's say I'm on this far-fetched side of like, I'm horrible, awful, ugly, never, never will be desired. Find a truth that's closer to where you want to land that you can believe. Maybe it's something kind of neutral. So like, instead of being, I'm ugly, horrible, blah, 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 being like, I'm a woman and I have a woman's body and women are great. I could land there. You know, it maybe doesn't feel so personal, but yet it's something I can embrace my heart around. So I can be like, instead of being ugly, be like, nope, I'm not ugly. I'm a woman and I have a woman's body. And I can land there and replace the original lie with something that's easier to wrap my brain around that's moving in the direction I need to go. And then once I've embraced that, then go, I'm a woman, I'm a woman. Then it'll be easier for my brain to go to something more positive, like I'm a woman and women are beautiful. I'm a woman and women are amazing. And then begin to wrap my brain around that. And they go, I'm a woman, women are amazing. That means I'm amazing. And then I'm moving my brain a little bit further. And so like, Because your heart, your brain and your heart run a checks and balances with each other. The Bible says that as you, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It's one thing to think it in your brain, but if your heart doesn't believe it, you're not going to get there. So Mm -hmm. your heart has to believe what your brain is telling you. And so that's why you have to be able to listen to your heart and go, do I believe that? But let's say you say a truth to yourself and it just feels, makes you go like, well, that's not true. Well, your heart doesn't believe it. So you've got to gradually work yourself into that space. And so I feel like that's super practical. And that's something that I love that the Holy spirit does with me when it came to losing weight with all of my babies. Um, I had all my babies at home, no doctor intervention. They were all home births and all these miracles happened. Literally. I almost died multiple times. The Lord showed up. It was great. Um, but so I pulled him into my weight loss process too, because I wasn't going to get pregnant again until I lost my baby weight. And so I was like, how do I do this? I had a baby as a young 20 year old and I have known nothing about health and wellness. And so the Holy Spirit would give me ideas of what to do. And no matter what the challenge has been in my life, whether it's weight loss, whether it's uh, working on my marriage, whether it's building confidence about speaking in front of people or whatever it is, if I go to the Lord and ask him for a step, he will give me a super practical, simple step. So when it came to losing weight with one of them, uh, he just said, generally, just walk 20 minutes a day on your treadmill and eat whole clean foods. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I could, I could do that. That's not intimidating. It's not like macro tracking. And so I went and did that and I started losing weight. And so with the next baby, Lord, what should I do? And then maybe he put a book in my hands that taught me about some health and wellness aspects. So I implemented those and I lost weight. And so the beauty of, of 
God's partnership is that his guidance is so simple. He, he deals in the space of peace. He deals in the space of joy. Those are his culture. Rest and peace are part of God's culture. So he's not going to give us these big, heavy burdens um, and tasks that overwhelm us. I always tell my sons, I say, boys, a gentleman lifts a burden. He does not give a burden. So you need to be a gentleman and you need to lift a burden when you see people carrying something heavy or whatever. And that's part of how I help them curb their rudeness. And, uh, but I realized that God is a gentleman too, and he deals in the culture of lifting burdens. And so same with whatever journey you're trying to walk and whatever obstacle you're trying to overcome, he gives really practical steps, or he will connect you with the wisdom and like the tools to take those practical steps. I love that, that he'll come and he'll meet you exactly where you're at. And we'll give you more than you need to do. You just have to do the next thing, like putting it in. It's like making sure the basket's close enough to you that you could actually get it in, like not too far away, not too close where it's too easy, but making sure you're, you know, doing what it is that's in your hands to do. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's really because he's a loving father. We do that with our kids. When my kids are learning to walk, I don't start them from backed up against the wall, run to me across the room. I don't start them there. I start two steps back. Okay. Walk to me, you know? And so it's just part of being a loving parent who sees where our child is and we want them to win. We want to set them up for success because we celebrate with their success and God celebrates with our success for sure. I think as adults, sometimes we can get in our head thinking we're supposed to know everything. We're supposed to know how to do it. We're supposed to get it right, right out of the gate where it's like so far from the truth. Yeah. Like it is a practice. It's, it is it is a, mm-hmm. you know, until you're able to stabilize that and then move into something else. But yeah, well, I'm so glad you came back to, you know, read this. There's lots of, lots of nuggets in there. If you want to re-listen later, go back and listen, and then also go follow her on Java with Jen. So you can hear all the goodness that she puts out into the world and, you also have a podcasting program that do you want to speak to just if anybody is, you know, interested in starting a business from home or starting something where you have something to say and you want a platform to say it, podcasting could be something I know I find it like I've had it in my heart, like the, for a few years. And I was like, Mm. oh, it's too complicated. I can't do it. And then I was like, I just need to start and see where it goes. And I feel like it's an opportunity where you can meet new people and you can share something that somebody needs to hear. It's just, I feel like a great, um, vehicle for a woman to use. So you can share your program. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I got into podcasting much because there was, there was different limitations I encountered in pursuing, um, and, and sharing the giftings that are in me to preach the word of God and to teach. And even though my husband and I are pastors, he's always been the one employed at the church and, for whatever reasons, um, I just never found opportunity to really do a lot of preaching. And so as the years passed and I was getting kind of restless and frustrated that I was like, I'm a communicator. I need a, I need a megaphone. And so podcasting looked like a lesser intimidating way to get my voice out there. I was like, Hey, it's just me behind my computer. No one has to hear me. I can edit it. And if I don't want to put it in the world, I don't have to, you know, so it just felt like a much safer space to learn and grow. And so I started my podcast. I've been doing it for five years. I'm a globally, uh, 1% globally top ranked show and it's listened to in over 80 countries. The Lord has been so kind and just really blessed it. And, um, I've had multiple people come and ask me, can you help me start a podcast? So I helped a number of them. And then when they kept coming, I was like, oh, 
maybe I should, should help them as a group. And so I put together my mastermind and it was gangbusters successful. Uh, in fact, just yesterday, one of my students, she just launched her show two months ago. And she said, generally, I'm already number 55 on the charts in the U S. And I was like, that's incredible. I've never ranked in the U S I've ranked in other countries, but I hadn't ranked in the U S yet. And so, and my students are just experiencing a lot of success. And so I'm actually launching another round, which is going to be September 17th. I'm enrolling students right now. And listen, it's for, for anybody like one, the one who ranked on the charts, she is super introverted and she was really scared to death to start a podcast, but she just felt like she had a message to share and she needed a way to do it. So she kind of just jumped in with me and she messaged me the other day. And she's like, I was telling my husband that if you had never had that mastermind, I would never have started a podcast. And uh, one of my others, she's a working mom. She works full time. She has three young kids and homeschools them. I don't know how she does it, um, but she has a message to share with the world too. And so she jumped in and at first she didn't even know what her show would be about. Uh, but I just asked some strategic questions to kind of drill down to what's in her heart. And suddenly she was like, whoa, I didn't know I had all this inside of me. And so she did the show with me and or the program with me. And she said, she was like, generally, if you had not had the mastermind and broken it up in those step-by-step -step pieces like you did, she said, I never would have had the bandwidth or the time or the capacity to try to figure it out myself. I would not have a show if you didn't do that mastermind. So my students have been super appreciative and it just has given me so much joy to help them build their, build their own shows and find their voices. So if you hear this and you're like, yeah, I'm interested, I would like to maybe consider that. I have a coupon code for you. Um, and it, what did I say that the coupon code was? Uh, freedom within freedom within. Yeah. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Freedom within that'll tell me that you heard this show. And so that way I can keep track of that. Um, but you can go to Java with Jen not com org, and you can uh, schedule to get on a call with me and I can answer all your questions. I've got three different tracks. You can do one is the 10 week one, which is starting in September. I have a digital course and a two day track option. And so we can talk through that, see what's the best fit. Um, and so, yeah, just jump on a call with me. And if you'd like to enroll, I would love to help you get your show started. You never know what could come from it. Yeah. You know, I feel like everyone is connected. You just never know. It is something that it's is, it's a different type of world these days with, you know, using social media, using technology to have your voice heard. And I don't know if you're anything like me and I know emotional eaters, chronic dieters, they're very much like you have more to give and there's more in you. It's like breaking free and turning that struggle and moving into passion, which does yeah. help break, it breaks the cycle. Like you have to turn your focus into something different, yeah. but, um, all right. Well, I do want to end with a prayer. You did that yesterday too. Yeah. Like just a quick prayer. And then we'll wrap up. If anybody right now is struggling, they could maybe lean into this and take it with them. Absolutely. No problem. Yeah. Father, we just thank you so much for everybody who's listening. It is not by accident that they're hearing this episode, whether it's today or whether it's five years from now, we just pray that your word would penetrate their heart and that the comfort that they heard in this show and the hope and, and the possibility of, of, um, of success and breakthrough father would just quicken their hearts and awaken their hearts. And I just pray that you would meet them right where they are. You're so good at that. And that you would um, provide them with tools, provide them with the freedom that they're looking for and the healing that they can then offer to other people. And I just pray, Holy spirit, you would reveal yourself to the women who are listening or the men, uh, and that they would find hope in what they heard today. 
and that you would just walk with them and bless them, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Jenna Lee. I will put all of her information in the show notes and have a great day. All right. Love you. Bye. Okay. We did it. Okay. (laughs) We did it. Yay. Right? Yeah. It still says recording. (laughs) Hold on. Oh, uh, yeah. It does still say recording. Okay. So even though I stopped it, it says, I can just cut this off anyway. I don't... (laughs) Hey, better, you know, better say than sorry, right? I know. No, (laughs) if you hit stop, the stop recording button.